pastors, it's a devastating situation where that they may have been molested or abused by a family member and not be able to comprehend or understand all that is going on. Amen. But what we do is, is we take those pains and we take those situations that we go through in life and we connect what happened to us with who we are. And we begin to uh, look at that and we say, because that this happened, then this is who we are. We connect what we have gone through in life and we begin to determine our self-worth or who we are dependent upon what we have gone through. Uh, people, those people sometimes will say, you know, things like, I, I hate that I'm divorced. I could, couldn't hold it together. They blame themselves and they say, I've let everybody down and I'm just not good enough for anyone. Others say that when they have faced bankruptcy and they've filed for bankruptcy, that they feel that they themselves are a failure. Uh, others say, well, you know, that have gone through difficult times and may say, well, you know, they say I've done nothing wrong, but yet I'm hurting. Yet uh, it makes me feel dirty. Yet it makes me feel that it is my fault. And we take on all of those things that we have gone through. And if we begin to determine our self-worth or who we are based upon what has happened to us or we, we have gone through in our lives. Amen. But you... You believe the only way sometimes when you go through these things, we believe the only way that we are safe is to hide. And we often mistake uh, who we are with what we have been through. We allow those things to define us and determine our self-worth. And so we feel as though that we're unworthy. We feel as though that, that we're not good enough, that we have let others down, that we cannot accomplish the task or the goal that was set before us. But one of the greatest joys that I have as pastor is to see those that others have given up on because of what they have been through and see them come and get a hold of the Word of God that is able to change their life and realize that they have purpose and they have a value and that God really does love them. Amen. Praise God. Gideon had been beat down to a point in his life where he allowed what he had been through to dictate to him his self-worth. As a result, he went and he hid himself from men, but also from God. Gideon's perspective uh, of himself was his family was the least of the least. That he was the lowest in the, po the, uh, in the family tree. And that he was the least of the clan, if you will. And there was nobody else that had, was lower than what he was. What caused him to come to this conclusion? It was because he had the process and the things that he had gone through. All, of, all the time he watched his family as generation after generation would work diligently and work very hard. They would plant the fields every year. They would toil, uh, till the ground, and they would prepare the harvest only to see every single year as they, the enemy would come in and take the harvest away from his family and leave them with absolutely nothing. And so Gideon came to the conclusion because 
because he had seen this generation after generation that there must be something wrong with his family in order for God to allow this to happen to them. Amen. But I want to tell you today that there is a generational curse. You can see it through the scripture. You can look at people's lives uh, even here today and you will see from generation to generation that people get hooked up in bondage. They get hooked up with drugs or alcohol. Uh, man, the grandfather had a problem with uh, with uh, things and daddy has the same problem and now you're dealing with it yourself and you see this generational thing go on. We see that there are spirits that attach their self from generation to generation but those things do not determine who you are. Just because aunt, uh, uh, your grandmother and your grandfather and, your, and maybe your mama and your daddy died with cancer don't mean you have to die with cancer. Amen. Just because everybody in your family can't stay married and ended up in a divorce doesn't mean that you have to end up there. It doesn't mean that that is where you have to go. But what has to under, you have to come to an understanding that what you have gone through and the situations in your life does has not determined who you are. Amen. It is just a process to get you to where God wants you to go. Amen. Gideon finds himself following this process and he is hiding from the enemy when the Lord sends an angel to him and finds him hiding. And he doesn't call him and say, uh, hey, wimpy. He don't call to him and say, hey, what you hiding for, you puny little thing? He calls to him, and he calls out of that situation, out of that circumstance. He calls out of him who he is, not what his circumstance. You see, we, we are bad even now about calling people by their circumstance. We call them a, a, a drug addict. We call them an alcoholic, right? Because of the circumstances that they, they have been around and involved in. But God looks and be, he looks beyond what Gideon has gone through. He looks beyond the generations of losses and bad decisions and circumstances that have uh, developed year after year. And he looks inside of Gideon and says, Gideon, in the midst of all of this, in the midst of your hiding, in the midst of your fear, in the midst of your frustration, in the midst of you not even knowing what to do with life, inside of you is a mighty man of valor. Hallelujah. I want to speak to somebody today. You might be hiding from your situation. You may be in circumstances and you're hiding behind the mask and you don't know what to do in your life and it feels like that life is a failure and it feels like that you're at one dead end after another dead end. But God has called me here today in this spirit and in his anointing to call out of you what's inside of you. It's not a failure. It's not a mistake. It's not an emptiness or a broken. But it's a mighty man or woman of valor that God is saying, rise up, take the mask off and realize that you are a real child of God. God wants you to dare to take the mask off. Amen. Gideon had to take the mask off 
before God could reveal who he really was. So what about you? Have you mistaken who you are with what you have gone through? Have you determined your self-worth by what has happened to you? Because what you go through and who you are is two completely different things. Some things are self-inflicted. Other things we have no control over. But neither one of those determine who we are. The choice is ours. Huh? I can be raised up in the midst of drugs and alcohol, but I have a choice that says I don't have to hide behind the masquerade of all of this false hope because whenever you get off of that high, your problem's still going to be there. When you come down off of that drunk, amen, the situations are still going to be the same. And so it's a false hope that gives you a temporary escape from a problem that you have to deal with in your life. Amen. But Gideon realized he was hiding to try to hide himself from the the enemy, hide himself from this happening again when God calls to him. And I want to tell you today that you've got to rise up and understand that there is greatness inside of you, but God wants to, you to dare to take the mask off and understand that you, the man or the woman that God has intended you to be, is not what you have come through, but He has placed with inside of these earthen vessels. He has given you riches. He has given you gifts. He has given you talents. He has given you abilities. And you can never accomplish what He has called you to be until you take the mask off and be who he has said you are. Amen. And so the circumstances around us will try to dictate to us who we are. We value ourselves determined and based upon if we have money. We determine if we are good people or not, if we're able to pay our bills or we're able to do this, that, or the other. Can I tell you that some of the hardest working people that I know are the poorest people I know? It isn't based upon what you have gone through. Situations and circumstances will come your way. But it's the choices that you make to say, I'm not going to hide behind this pain. I'm not going to hide behind this guilt. I'm not going to stay behind this shame any longer. But I am going to rise up and I'm going to ask God to help me to become who he said I could be. Amen. See, Adam hid for a different reason. In Genesis 3 and verse 7, the Bible said the eyes of both of them were open. And they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam said to his wife, hide themselves from the presence of the Lord God Almighty and the trees of the garden. 
And then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. A couple of things will cause us to hide. One, something is done to us that causes embarrassment in our life. And we hide from people and we hide from God. Another thing that will cause us to hide is whenever we are ashamed because sin is in our life. Adam was hiding from God because of his sin and disobedience. Here we are 6,000 years later and we're still doing the same thing. People hide from God not because he's an angry God, not because he doesn't care, not because he is not a loving and a compassionate God, because he is all of those things. We hide from him because of our shame. We hide from him because sin has entered into our life. Amen. We have a loving and a caring God. And when we do something wrong, instead of running to him to ask him for forgiveness, Amen. We put the mask on and try to hide from him. And we think that, that it's going to be okay when it's not. Amen. There are many who hide behind the mask. And so many times we look and we see ourselves even as we walk this Christian life. We've got to be honest with ourselves because if we're not careful, whenever we become a Christian, we will act as though that we've never made no mistakes after that. We ask God to come into our heart and our life, and then we act as though that, that everything is peachy. We haven't never sinned. We ain't never slipped up. Huh? And then the world looks at us like we just got off of the mothership because they can't figure us out. That's right. Because they can't figure out how we're so perfect. Amen. When the truth of it is, we're not perfect. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, do we sin because grace abounds? God forbid. But if we do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Amen. And so we don't go out and, and purposely and willfully just do our own thing and then come up in here on Sunday and sing a few songs and say we're on our way to heaven. No, but in doing our best and our flat level best and walking this life, there is only one that's ever been perfect and that's Jesus. But you and I are going to walk this way and we're going to have failure. We're going to have sin. We're going to have mistakes. And we, and as long as we hide it and we put the mask on, it's going to cause us pain. It's going to cause us shame in our own lives. The Bible said that the enemy can only work wherein is chained in outer darkness. What does that mean? That means that where there is darkness in our life, the enemy will work in you. It doesn't mean that he is reserved to a strategic location or a geographical area. It means that where there is darkness in your life, it gives place to the enemy to work in you. 
And so when we put the mask on, amen, we are allowing the enemy to stay or preparing a place for the enemy and providing a place for him to operate or work in our lives. Amen. And so what happens is this. We begin to follow after God. We begin to pursue Him with our whole heart. And we're wanting to do something great for Him. And we're about ready to take that next step and go forward. And out of nowhere, out of that darkness that we have never asked God forgiveness in. That area where that we have never come clean with the Father and said, forgive me. Here comes that enemy out of that darkness to destroy and pull us down. And begin to tell us you're not able to do that you're not worthy of that you can't do that why because of this thing that is in your life and so what we have to do is we have to go to father god with all of our sin all of our failure and we have to cast our care upon him and say god i give it all to you so that whenever we go to that level and we say we're going to go forward with god the enemy well, we can have the testimony like jesus said that there is no uh, darkness found in me. Amen. There is no enemy in me. There is no place found for him. Why? Not because I am perfect, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ is perfect and he has made me whole. And so all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Not your neighbor and tell him you ain't all that. We have a loving, caring God that wants to do something great inside of us, but we must be willing to take the mask off. When people are asked the question that have gone to the church, are you a Christian? Probably 80% of Americans will tell you, yes, I'm a Christian. I have a great life. I'm involved in my church. I love reading my Bible. I have a great prayer time. I praise God for what he is doing in me and using me to do. The truth is, I've been faking it. I've made some really big mistakes. I feel like I let God down. I haven't opened my Bible in months, and my prayer life is virtually non-existent. And if we were honest with God, God could bring us to a place where that our lives would be worth living. It's a lot harder to fake it than it is to be real. It takes a lot of energy to fake it. But when it's real, it just flows out. It just happens. Amen. You see, God asked Adam, he said, where are you? God didn't ask for his own information. He was asking so that Adam would know where he was. He was asking because he wanted Adam to realize that you just made a mistake. You just disobeyed. And you're not in the same place that I put you. 
that you've allowed, you've made a choice, you have made a decision. And now you have that decision and choice has separated me from you. And so what did good old Adam do? He went into this great cover-up. Instead of going to Father, the Creator, the Designer, the one that knew his intents and his very heart, instead of going to Him, he, he runs and he hides himself. Makes for himself a covering. Makes for himself fig leaves and sows them together and, and makes himself a covering that is insufficient. You see, today, none of us are good enough. There's all kinds of self-helps. There's all kinds of self, uh, you know, make yourself better and seven ways to a better life and 12 steps to a better day and all of that. And our, book, our bookstores are full of them. <clears throat> Amen. And the American culture has turned the preacher into a self-help motivator. That's right. Just turn the TV on. You'll see it. But I want you to understand something today. You can't live good enough. And you can't turn over a new leaf. Because when the wind blows, it's going to flop back over. And there you are again. Amen. But we've got to have a covering that, that is not made of our own ability. But Jesus came to cover us. Amen. I said Jesus came to cover us. <clears throat> he didn't come to cover us up with a, a mask or a, a masquerade that, that would cause us to say we're not really who we say we are. He sent us his son, Jesus Christ, amen, to cover us in the blood of Jesus. Amen. And we said, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Whenever we begin to dip ourselves in that precious blood of Jesus, we don't no longer have to hide behind the facade or the lie that we have come up with. Amen. But the hurt, the pain, the shame, whatever is causing it, can be washed away in the blood of Jesus Christ. We just got to run back to Father God and say, I'm not able to do this on my own, and I'm tired of the masquerade, I'm tired of the cover-up, and I want to be who you have called me to be. He said, what are you doing? Where are you at, Adam? He said, I heard you. And I got afraid. Why are you afraid? Because I knew that I'd done wrong. You don't have to tell somebody they've done wrong most of the time. You need to tell them how to make it right. Most of the time we already know we've done wrong. Huh? Some people say, well, you need to preach more on hell. Well, there's been a, enough hell preached. We got to tell people how to stay out of hell. There ain't nobody in their right mind wants to go to hell. 
I'm convinced that people want a better life than they're living. I'm convinced that people want to be saved. I'm convinced that people, amen, it isn't trying to talk somebody into it. We've got to tell them how, amen, that coming to God is going to change their life. And when we, how we're going, how they can do that. And when you do, people are going to want that kind of life. Who in their right mind would not serve the Lord? If there wasn't no heaven, this is still what I'd be doing today. I'd still be a Christian. I'd still live the Christian life. Why? Because it's the best life. Amen. I mean, anybody could get shot, but your chances at a bar are more better. Right? I mean, anybody could have difficulty and issues in your life. But the expectation of that rises when you don't have good moral standards, when you don't have godly values, when you don't have principles to live by, and everything goes. I'm telling you today that if there was not a heaven, which I know there is, but if there was not, I'd still live this Christian life. Amen. Because it's a joyous way. It's a happy way. It's an exciting way. Amen. And it teaches me and teaches those around us how to get along. Where else can you go and get multi-cultures together and not have a fight? Where else can you go and get multi-generations together and not have a difficulty and have a fight? But you see, when people come into the presence of God, They realize, amen, that there's something different about this than another organization in this earth. But amen, there is a principle. What is that principle? It's a spiritual principle. Amen, that God can wipe away our sin. We don't have to hide behind the mask. We don't have to fake it. But we can be who God called us to be and do it with joy and do it with happiness. Praise God. Amen. I want to ask you today, where are you? Where are you? And what are you doing here? Where are you at in your prayer life? Where are you at in your relationship with God? Where are you at? In reading his word. You want to change? There is no instantaneous magical thing. The Bible tells us how we can change. We change as we receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. Which is able to save our soul. Suke. Our mind. Our will. And our emotions. You want to change your attitude? Get up in the word. You want to change the way you walk, the way you talk? You want to change the way that that you make choices and decisions? Get up in the Word of God. 
And as you receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, you will take it from, you will change from being in that adamic nature of your first father, and you will begin to take on the nature of Jesus Christ, your final father. Amen. And when you do, praise God, you will no longer begin to be entangled with the things of the world as Adam was to hide behind the mask, but you begin to think like Jesus thinks. You begin to talk like Jesus talks. You want to walk the way Jesus walked. Amen. Does that mean you'll never have no mistakes? No, sir. No, ma'am. But what it does mean is the steps of the righteous will be ordered of God. And if you fall, that he will be there to raise you up and strengthen you that you can continue on in your journey with him. The enemy wants you to hide behind the mask and portray that everything is all right and nothing is wrong. But where are you today? Wherever you are today, I challenge you to take the mask off and be real. If you will lie to yourself, you'll lie to anybody. I've met some habitual liars. I've met some people that they knew they was telling a lie, but they told the lies for so long they believed in themselves. But I want you to understand today that you don't have to be entangled with that sin any longer, but that you can come to a place of transformation and a place of change, but it isn't going to happen on our own. We don't metamorphose into this like a caterpillar out of a cocoon. You've got to walk it out in your life. You've got to apply the principles of God's word to your life. And listen to me. If you don't stay in time of prayer and you don't stay in time of the word of God, the devil is going to beat your brains out. Am I making myself clear? I don't know how to make it any more clear. I'm just country. Huh? He is going to mess you up and you are going to be an utter defeat all of your life. But you've got to come clean with God. You've got to be honest with him. And you've got to say, here I am. And I'm a mess. I'm a wreck. I've lied. I've sinned. I've disobeyed. Whatever it is. And it's got me to this place. But I'm ready today for real change. I'm ready today for a turnaround. Amen. The enemy wants us all to hide in the mask and portray something that we're not. But God said in Genesis 3 and 21, the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. God wants to be your covering today. He wants to be your covering today. He wants to cover you with his peace, cover you with his love, cover you with his mercy. Maybe you're like Gideon here today and you love the Lord with all your heart, but there's issues in your life and there's things that you've hid behind the mask skin, and, and, and you just say, well, I don't know if there's any good thing. I don't know if I'm capable. It, it's not of your own ability, but it's what God placed in you. 
And when you don't use the gifts and the talents that he has placed within you, it causes there to be a, a handicap or a limitation in the body of Christ that we need. So I challenge you today to take the mask off and just be who God said you were. He's calling great, mighty men and women of valor and saying, I know it's in a mess, but come on out. Greatness is in you. Purpose is in you. Destiny is in you. Come out. Maybe you're like Adam here today and you've sinned and you've fallen short of God's grace and his glory. I challenge you today. Don't be ashamed or embarrassed because all of us have sinned. But that you would say, God, here I am. And I can't do it without you. But I want you to help me today. Would you stand with me?